0: Live from cities and towns throughout the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's On the Road series. May the narrative be with you. In my life, as far as I can remember, not a day has gone by that I have not watched or participated in some sort of athletic activity. I've seen lots of games, I've seen amazing wins. I've seen low lows, and over the years all those games and matches have kind of meshed together into one big event. It's hard for me to distinguish when they started and when they ended, and whether I was there live seeing it or whether I just saw it on TV, they all just kind of blend together, except one game there's one game that is in my brain I can remember every detail of like it happened yesterday. It was November sixth, 2000. The Green Bay Packers yeah. played the Minnesota Vikings perfect, perfect response in a Monday night football game. Now on November sixth, 2000 I was 23 years old. I had just recently graduated from college, and I was at a bit of a crossroads in my life. I didn't know what my future held. But I did know on that night I was going to sit and watch my favorite football team, the Green Bay Packers, play football. (laughs) When I was five years old, my mother remarried a man who would raise me, who I never called dad. I always referred to him by his first name. D. And D had been a lifelong Green Bay Packers fan. He told me stories about how they won the championships and they won the first two Super Bowls and he used to throw out all these names like Horning and Star and Nitschke and Lombardi. And being young and impressionable and just really wanting D to like me, I too rooted for the Green Bay Packers. And it was difficult because when D was growing up, the Green Bay Packers were very good. When I was growing up, they were the worst. <laughs> now, growing up in Oregon, uh, we didn't have a professional football team, so I was sort of a free agent. <laughs> but most of my friends rooted for the closest teams, Seattle, San Francisco. I rooted for the Bay Packers. Yes. <laughs> and back in those days, it wasn't like it is now where you could get any game from any team anytime you wanted on the television. No, no, no. Back then, they showed maybe two games a week. On Sunday, you got the local team, either Seattle or San Francisco. And then on Monday night, you got a game between two very good teams. So I never got to see the Green Packers <laughs> on television. Instead. Dee and I would huddle around the radio on Sundays and listen to the football game. And I know some of you in the audience, maybe you remember sitting around a radio and listening to things. <laughs> but I grew up with the MTV generation, a Nintendo in every house, two color TVs. Everything I knew was very visual. So for me to sit around a radio and listen to a football team from a somewhat small city in Wisconsin seemed absurd especially since they never won. (laughs) I remember being 10 years old and and wanting to jump ship and and wanting to root for one of these other teams that I saw on Sundays, you know, these teams that my friends rooted for. And Dee said to me, and he had this really gruff voice, he said, no, you can't give up on the team now. You got to stick with them. It makes it so much sweeter when they start to win. And then he said to me, and I'll never forget this, he said, believing in the team, is more than a feeling you have. It's a choice you make. And with that one sentence, Dee and the Green Bay Packers taught me more about faith than eight years of Catholic school. (laughs) I learned a lot from Dee during those radio football sessions. He taught me about the agony of defeat, but to keep a positive attitude throughout. He taught me my love for the underdog, not just in sports but in life in love i always enjoy seeing david take down goliath he taught me that uh, anything worth having is worth working for he taught me to persevere even when times seemed the shittiest you had to remember there was always another chance there was always another game there was always another season i remember sitting around the radio And you could feel the Packers players had just kind of given up. And you could feel the people in the stadium had just kind of given up. But D never did. He would yell at the radio, Come on, guys, don't give up! You can't ever give up! (laughs) And he would make me listen to the entire game. Even if they were getting beat 38-0, to we had to listen to the entire game. (laughs) Because he never gave up. So when the cancer came and he got sick... I knew he was going to be okay. I was only 12 years old, but I was already very stoic and driven. And I knew that if he just worked hard and believed and never gave up, this cancer would be just a small speed bump on his road of life. I was probably a little naive, too. But I knew he had another chance, another game. Another season. And finally, that another season that we had always talked about with the Green Packers came. They got good. And then another season came and they became great. And then another season came and they became the Super Bowl champions. And Dee lived to see all of that. He lived to see me become a multi-time wrestling state champion. He got to see me get a scholarship to a very prestigious university. He got to see me wrestle in the college national championships. He got to see me graduate from college. We were all very fortunate. But on November 6, 2000, I did not feel very fortunate. I was 23 and I was back living at home. I was filled with a lot of anger. I felt like I was a failure, I graduated from college and I had this idea that I was going to be out with this great job making all this money and instead I was living at home. I was filled with anger because I didn't know what my future held, I didn't know if I was going to get a job, I didn't know if all this potential I had I was ever going to meet. Mostly I was angry because the man who I had spent my entire life trying to make happy was sick again. And this time, I knew it wasn't going to be okay. But on this night, we were going to sit down and watch our favorite team play our second most hated rivals, the Minnesota Vikings. And I remember the game. It was raining that night in Green Bay. And the Minnesota Vikings scored first. And the Green Bay Packers scored and tied it up. And then the Minnesota Vikings scored again. And the Green Bay Packers scored and tied it up. And it went back and forth like just just the whole game. Green Bay never led. And then the fourth quarter, late in the game, Minnesota got the ball and they started moving down. And I'd seen this game many times because I'd seen many games. They were going to get down there and score with little time left and they were going to win the game. And D said, turn it off, turn it off. I can't watch this. It's killing me, it's killing me. And I looked at him and I thought, Maybe this is killing him. He's pretty sick. (laughs) The stress of this game might be doing damage to him. So I said, I'm not turning this off. We're watching the rest of this game. (laughs) And he said, well, you can watch it, but I'm not going to. And as we argued back and forth, the Minnesota Vikings drove down, and they lined up to kick that winning field goal. But like I said, it was raining that night. And sometimes, small miracles happen in the weather. Their kicker shanked it, missed the kick, time expired, and the game went into overtime. So, the Greener Packers still had a chance. Now, in overtime, the Green Packers got the ball, and at the time, the Green Packers had a quarterback who was a bit of a gunslinger. He was a guy who, instead of doing the prudent thing and making the small, methodical little passes and moving the ball down, wanted to go for the home run. He wanted to go for all in one shot. That was his MO. It was as if he knew that D was sick, and he just wanted to end the game as soon as possible. So the quarterback stepped back on one of the first plays and threw the ball as far as he could. Now, the man who was supposed to catch the ball was running, and like I said, it was raining. And he slipped and fell to the ground. The Minnesota Vikings player put his hand out to make a very easy interception, which surely ended the game, given the Vikings the ball, they would have probably gone down and scored. I've seen this game many times. He put his hand out, hit his hand, the ball came, hit his shoulder, and fell towards the ground. Now, that would have been the end of the play. If the man who was originally supposed to catch it hadn't been lying on the ground, (laughs) where the ball hit him on the shoulder, on the arm, and then came to rest right on his chest. <laughs> he got up, and he ran towards the end zone and scored a touchdown to win the game. I jumped out of my chair, and I said, yes, yes, yes! And I looked over at D, and he sat there in his chair, exhausted with no emotion. This man who had gotten so much happiness from the Green Bay Packers over the years, who just saw the most amazing play we'd ever seen together in a game, could find no joy in this and I think he'd seen enough games. That was the last game my dad and I ever saw together. He died a few weeks later. I don't follow the Green Bay Packers anymore. I don't watch football anymore. That was something that my dad and I shared. And to be honest with you, it's hard for me to find any joy in the game anymore. But I think Whatever we shared in those games, I'll always have. And the one thing I remember is there's always another chance. There's always another game. There's always another season until there isn't.